Oh, well, I would normally just do it your way, but whatever. Well, that sounds good to me. Welcome to <laughs> Fired Up Podcast, Season 2, Episode 2. I'm Andrew Hopple. I'm Cameron Hewitt. Welcome to the party, everybody. Thanks for being a part of the podcast once again here. Let me adjust the mic. I think I had it too. A little weird. So once again, welcome to the podcast here. What we do at Fired Up Podcast, we're a fitness-based podcast. Everything we kind of talk about ties into fitness, but we also, you know, we like to talk about self-development too, because Cam and I both believe everybody, whether you're here for your first episode or your millionth, we believe that fitness is a foundation for a lot of things that we've learned in life, and it kind of leads into everything too. So everything is tied back to fitness, um, and yeah, this is season two. Thanks for being a part of it. Yeah, and today we are actually going to talk about just fitness stuff. Are you ready? Today is the Mythbusters episode. Oh, kind of. I call being Adam. I don't know their names. Adam the and Jamie, dude. Adam is and Jamie. The... Oh, I didn't know. Okay, well. Oh, my God. This is Cam and Andrew, and I'm we're going to talk about. you, Andrew. <laughs> we're going to talk about a lot of myth or things that people believe or maybe some misconceptions about fitness and about all the things that tie into it. This is going to be my my hopes, a very fitness-esque episode. Yep. Because plan. <laughs> we talk we talk we talk about kind of like conceptual things on Fired Up Friday. And I kind of just I'm I'm I've got a taste, everybody. I've got a, a little bit of a hunger to just dive deep into the thick of it for fitness today. Yeah. Do you want to? So, do you want to start off with a myth, or do you want me to start off with a myth? Uh, hold on. I'll, let's break it down, Cam. First of all, for all the good people back home that don't know what's going on with your life, give them an update. Tell them what's going on. Okay, I don't even so, know. Two. Oh, this is actually my two-week anniversary with Michigan. So, if we were in a junior high relationship, it would already be halfway over. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's it. Yo, spoiler alert: he's coming home. Yeah, yeah. Like two more weeks, and I'm back, baby. Um, but yeah, no, I'm out here in Michigan. Um, I guess that's the only, the only thing I used to live in Illinois, used to be an OTF coach for a little over a year, did sales for them for a little bit. And then I decided that I hate myself and I want more snow. So I, I came over here, but you know, what, you, you know, it's funny. How's, actually, how's the job search been? Um, you know, it's, it's all right. Actually, dude, friggin' Abby, dude, she is so like, it's so frustrating how much more right she is than I am. Like, pretty, like almost always. <laughs> so, like, I don't know. I I quit that one crappy job at Family Fitness because it was just garbage. Um, didn't get the job at that other gym, so I'm like, oh frick. And Abby just did a really good job of saying, like, Cam, you're really young. You're probably gonna have to do some jobs that are not really what you want to do to get to where you want to be. And it was just like a good reminder that's like, yeah, I'm I'm still kind of at like almost like the bottom of the totem pole as compared to like where I want to be. Um, and then just, I don't know, man, just like having someone that has mental clarity because they're not in the actual situation like you are is really helpful. So she was kind of saying like, hey, you need – a job that's going to like financially support you, but then there's no reason you can't do, you know, 
personal training with some people here that I know and even do it like for free just so I can keep some some skills honed in, you know, because if you don't use it, you're going to get rusty or whatever. So that's kind of the big thing for this coming week is figuring out, you know, what sort of job is going to give me the financial benefits and hopefully a couple other benefits as well, whether that's like learning a new skill that would be useful or networking or, you know, just something like that. But, you know, I'm, I'm trying to not get all, all worked up about it. Cause that, that never helps at all. So for sure. Yeah, it, yeah. it is good. Kind of, and it's good to point out that you have somebody to kind of help you refocus, right? Cause you've done that to me a million times over. Mm-hmm. I know how beneficial that is to have somebody give that opinion to kind of yeah. help you reevaluate your mindset. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Cause I mean, as much as you and I talk about like, you know, just getting things done and don't let your emotions get in the way. It's like, well, yeah, I mean, you know, when life happens to you, like, and you're actually doing stuff, it, it's, it's a little bit different. It's always easier to talk about that stuff. But then when you're actually going through, it, it's like, oh man, like this blows. Um, and then the other thing is that, you know, I'm, I'm glad that before I moved here, I kind of prepared myself. I'm like, all right, Cam, there are going to be days where it's going to kind of, suck and you're gonna you're gonna be looking back on what you had in Illinois and being like oh man like why did I leave and all that stuff and a little bit of that was happening the other day and I was like oh man I thought this would almost kind of feel cool and being like oh this is what I was talking about when I was back in Illinois but now I'm like oh this is a crappy feeling like I don't like this but I'm glad that I did prepare for you know certain things I I kind of knew would happen that's been helpful too but you know it's just a part of you know it's just life, right? Like you're going to do things that you're going to have to feel like you're kind of restarting, but you, you might be restarting, but you're not restarting as the same person that you were two years ago or whatever it is, right? Like I do feel like I'm restarting in a lot of ways, but I am a much more, I guess, equipped version of who I was over a year and a half ago when I first started kind of, you know, working for orange theory and getting more involved in fitness and stuff like that. So yeah, I, mean, I don't know. Sometimes you got to take a, a deep breath and be like, okay, like, dude, we're good. We're fine. I just kind of focus on, on like, I don't know. Like I have a roof over my head and I yeah. have a great support system and that's, that's huge. Well, if you think about it and once again, we talked about previously in the seasons of life, you've started a new season. And if you're talking about a book or a show or whatever, when, when a new season takes place, there's always going to be twists and, and changes. And you're going to have remnants of the last season there, but it's still going to be different, right? And that's yeah. I feel like that's what you're seeing and what you're feeling right now. Yeah, and, and I've actually been thinking about you. I'm like, okay, this is – I am now Andrew like a year and a half – or uh, what was it? Almost a year ago. Like, okay, now this is – this is what he was going through kind of um, – Except now I get to experience it. And I, and I know, you know, somewhat of like how it was for you and and how long that lasted and stuff. So part of me is like, Cam, when, when you feel more settled and you got your your schedule kind of more set and you're in a groove and you got your finances in order and you kind of are more on a clear path, you're going to look back on this time and be like, what was I so worried about? Why was I so stressed? Like, it's going to work out. It's going to be fine. So 
trying to just keep that in mind. Um, and even thinking like, okay, yeah, Andrew went through a similar transition, um, dealt with a lot of the same things I'm dealing with and, you know, and, and you got out of it too. So a lot of things are not permanent in life. Um, but sometimes I think we, we tend to think they are, and, and it's just not a good way to think about it. Everything is temporary. Exactly. Everything. Everything is. Good looks, right? We're going to, you and I are going to age very well. Yeah, I guess you could probably couple argue of, that. A couple of silver foxes in the making. <laughs> oh, my God. Hey, Tina went to uh, – Queen T of Schomburg went to my class today. Queen T. Yeah. Tina T. TNT. All right. The second I, Queen T of my life. Dude, how'd she do? Uh, dude, she freaking rocked it. So she, she – the last class was like half capacity when she called apparently. And then she got there and it was like – one spot available and she oh. got it. Those sneaky Hoffman Estatesers, they just, they, they rammed it up the last second, but she made it in. Good. We had a good time. It was fun. Yeah. Sorry. That's, that's, that's always cool, dude. The yeah. third, actually the third queen tea in my life, Tania was head coach of Bloomington prior to me. Tania, so. yeah. Now she's selling houses. No, and she's also coaching again. She's down in Bloomington. So the third queen T in my life, we got Tania, Teresa, and Tina. Dude, that sounds like Mambo number five. Mambo Mambo. number five. (laughs) Tania, Teresa, Tina. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's get into this fitness stuff before we lose. Jacqueline, car, da 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 da. Do you remember when I started this podcast episode with saying that this is going to be a very fitness esque episode? Talking about well, yeah, but you meant like at the ten minute mark we're going to start talking. Like <laughs> three, two, one. All right, oh, welcome to the fitness minute? podcast, everybody. Okay, now that the the view is over, we can talk about other stuff. Do you want to start with this, or do you want me to? You have you have a good one. Um, I I have one. I go for it. I don't want to give people false expectations. (laughs) Um, So it it just relates to what I did today. So I have found, and I think a lot of people I know have found that you don't, to get to your fitness goal or to get stronger, leaner, whatever, you do not need to go balls to the walls every day. So, and and I mean, if you're only working out three days a week, then yeah, maybe maybe go a little bit harder. But I'm talking about like those of you that are working out five, six, some of you maniacs are doing like seven days a week. You don't need to go, you know, 110% every single day. And I've saw a lot of people at Orange Theory that they would go six days a week and they would try to go as hard as they could. And it didn't immediately affect them, but a lot of them started to see regressions. So they're like, man, like I'm just not recovering as quickly. I don't, you know, feel as fast. They're still able to lift the weights and do the same speeds, but they aren't, um, they aren't doing them as as easily or with the same amount of effort. So, what I did today, for example, my legs were so sore, um, and my and my my biceps were sore as well. I was going to make this a full on rest day. Like just don't go to the gym, relax, give, give my central nervous system a break. Let my, my muscles relax, all that stuff. But I was like, you know, let's do a little something, something. So doing a little like active recovery. I went to the gym, 
did a sauna session, stretched out in there, and I did um, like a stationary bike. Right, so just pl- pumping blood to my legs. Did a, I put like one plate on each side of the leg press, which is like nothing, but I just cranked it out. Just getting blood flow there. I was sipping on um, some essential aminos the whole time. Did some bicep curls, again, lightweight, just to get the blood flow in there. And even just during the workout, I'm like, wow, I already feel like I'm less sore and kind of ready to go. So, And I think, you know, a lot of like, social media or like motivational things they're like you got to give 110 percent every day and i i've taken that concept and i've i viewed it as like okay 110 percent of what i should be doing so if there's a day where i'm like okay i gotta do a really intense leg day 110 percent might be you know doing like heavy squats leg press leg extensions lunges all that but if i'm thinking okay this is a day where i i feel like i really need to recover going 110% on that and not just being lazy at the gym, but like, okay, how would I really need to recover? So that's one that, that I think is a myth, but also I know a lot of people out there should probably be working harder, but you know, we, I mean, you and I both know those, those people that are like working out consistently and they're just like killing themselves every time in the gym and I think sometimes that's not the best way to go about it. What do you think? Yeah, I'd say that's a really good perspective because a lot of people believe, I don't know, I mean, exactly what you're saying, right? Um, but the body does need time to recover if you're training properly. But then you come up with the argument and the mindset and the, the consideration. Most people don't train hard enough. Most people don't train. Right. And I know that's a broad stroke again with the, right. with the brush. I'm kind of talking about most people, but to fatigue and to invoke muscle growth, muscle adaptation, for sure, you need quite a bit of, of stress. Now, you don't need to destroy yourself every single day. Once again, unless you're training like three days a week, and you've got something like a full body split, you got enough time to recover in between and your body's trained for that split. Then, and when I speak of split, by the way, I'm talking about a week by week training program. Um, that's the split up. If you have something that's kind of a, a full body comprehensive program day by day, you have three days a week, then you can train a little bit more intense. But if you're going five or six to- times a week to train, um, it's just you split up into smaller groups most of the time instead of full body. And you got to give yourself time to recover for those. But sometimes you don't train hard enough, you know. Um, so there's many different angles to that kind of statement and that idea, that mindset, but I would agree, Cam. Yeah. Yeah. And it is, it is one of those things where you almost need to look at each person individually. Like I would say, I love bringing up my brother. I don't know why he's someone that I would say, dude, just go as hard as you can every time. And I think he'd be where he is at now. He'd be okay. But there are certain members that like orange theory, Schomburger that if I told them like, Hey, go hard every workout, I'd be like, you're either going to hurt yourself or you're going to like start regressing. So you individual basis for the most part. Um, but yeah, you just want to, this is also where it, it really helps. You know, you and I have been working out for, dude, you know what's crazy? We've been working out for like a decade. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. To, to think about. Um, anyways. So like with that, 
you know, we've, we've kind of learned our bodies. So I kind of know when my body has just had enough. Um, and I kind of know when I need to rest and when I need to like, just go hard. Um, so that's another thing you guys got to do, you know, experiment with it. Go, you know, I would tell people at Schomburg this quite frequently, like, Hey, go, go hard for two weeks and then take one week and view it as like a, a almost like a deload week. Like kind of hold back a little bit, work on your form, you know, don't be too concerned about your splat points, whatever. Um, yeah, I thought that was a, a cool myth to start off with. Do you want to? Do you want to give us one? Well, what was what was the one that you were um, speaking off mic beforehand, just before we started? Oh, yes, 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 yes. So, so I'm all right. Earlier, I mentioned Family Fitness, the gym I used to work at, and the owner was helping us with our training, whatever, which was horrible. But that's another topic. So, he was saying. He was kind of showing us how to explain things to new members. And he said, you know, when you lift weights, you work out, your muscles tear, and then they build new muscle on top of the old muscle. And in my mind, I'm like, you're, you're talking about hyperplasia, which is rare. That's when one muscle fiber becomes two. Like you add another fiber. What you're mainly doing is hypertrophy, which you're making your muscles grow. So the same amount of fibers, they're just getting bigger. That, that is mainly what you guys will be doing and what me and Andrew have been doing. Um, and then you and I kind of talked about old man strength, how, you know, if you have some, some guy or girl that's been working out for, you know, forget about one decade, like you and me, we're talking about like four decades and they just have like that muscle that's not going away. And they are just like still really strong. <clears throat> they've probably experienced hyperplasia a decent amount of times over those like four decades. Um, and you, you know, it's not like you're really going to get rid of muscle fibers. I mean, they can shrink. I don't know. I actually don't know if you can get rid of muscle fibers, but. So you can break them down, right? Cause that's, that's where we understand the size and also the number. Um, if I believe the science is correct in my head, uh, you can break them down for calorie consumption. But yeah, what you're getting at here is that you can create more muscle fibers, but the the very, 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 very mass, vast majority of um, muscle growth is going to take place from hypertrophy. It's going to take place from those, those muscle fibers getting thicker and stronger and denser. Um, and the, when the size improves, that's when you see muscle growth. So it's not like you're tearing them apart and you're you're breaking them into more. It's it's a it's a misconception. Right. You're doing enough tension to the muscles is what I would call it that forces them to adapt to adapt for the next time they have to do this tough workout. Essentially when I'm trying to break down the simple science for for clients or members or whoever, I say, "Hey, you want to take your body, especially if you're talking about uh, muscular uh, skeletal muscle mass, you want to take it to the point where it says, oh my God, this was so hard. We have to prepare for the next time we do this, right? Yeah. And then your body adapts and prepares, hopefully for the next time that you have to go through that tough event again. And that's how progression t- you know, takes place. If we're talking about something like a bicep curl, very simply, you know, 15 pounds, 10 repetitions, if that's tough, then the, the muscle has to get bigger and stronger. If we continue to properly bicep curl, in a 
the way I mean by that is that we're not forcing the shoulders to take over to help out or whatever. If we're continuing to, to almost isolate the bicep and we're continuing with 15 pounds, eventually that's going to get easier if we're training properly. Right. And then 20 pounds takes place and that's tough. And it's just, it's simple progression and that's how that happens, but we're not creating more muscle. Yeah. Our, uh, our, one of one of mine and Andrew's favorite guys who has since passed away is uh, Rich Piana. He was he's the man, at least me and Andrew think so. But um, <laughs> dude, he so his arms were massive. And granted, he used um, oh man, dude, what's that stuff that you inject into your muscles to make them look bigger too? Synthol. Synthol. So he actually did a little bit of that as well. Really, from what I've heard. But but even still, he was huge. Right. Um, and he, he would say like how he got big arms, he did a hundred curls a night. So this is where you kind of think about if you want to get a certain body part, um, a certain muscle bigger, and let's say you are doing something like orange theory or like a fit body boot camp or like F45, you have to put it on yourself to go to like play it again, sports or something, go get some dumbbells. They don't, you know, the, the weight's up to you. I guess, like depending on your own strength level um, and do curls or tricep kickbacks or whatever you're trying to do, do them like three, three times a week. And you will see insane gains in that muscle part. Like no doubt, no doubt. Cause you're probably hitting it only maybe once a week. So then all of a sudden you're hitting it two more times. So going back to Andrew's kind of analogy, your muscle is probably thinking, okay, so we need to be strong enough to really work hard once a week. But then all of a sudden, it's going to be like, holy crap, now we need to be strong enough to work three times a week. So you will you will see incredible gains in, in whatever um, muscle you're trying to build if you're doing that. Well, small small tip for you from our boy Rich. Rest in peace. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, Rich Piano, rest in peace. So another idea that I had here was – there's, it's not so much a myth buster, but there's a giant misconception in a general um, census or a sense that I get as to how much protein that somebody needs to consume in order to, to get that proper adaptation or, or to utilize the protein for muscle growth. And it, it's something that really nobody understands and everybody has the question for, um, or people may not even know that it's protein that's the driving factor, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, a good rule of thumb, to, in a very simple way, if you're trying, well, straight off the bat, the American diet is heavily, still to this day, it has been for a long time, based on carbs and fats, and mostly carbs. Um, yeah. The more fast food you eat, really, the more processed food, the more it's going to be carb and fat focused, though. Mm -hmm. Now- Protein is the main driving factor that's going to allow your body to adapt and improve because that's what it uses, animal proteins and plant proteins, whatever, that's what it utilizes to improve muscle fiber, right? Yeah. A good, a good rule of thumb. <laughs> what was that? I didn't know if you were like actually asking me or not. <laughs> yes. No, I, I do agree. <laughs> a, uh, a good rule of thumb could be like one gram of protein for each pound. Just something very simple, right? You know, yeah. it could be on the high side for that for sure. But if you're trying to put on muscle, 
for every pound that your your body weighs, unless unless you feel like you are overweight. If I was to take, let's say me, I'm 200 pounds. If I'm to take in 200 grams of protein per day, that is a that's a reasonable, also a sizable number of protein or yeah. amount of protein, I should say, that I'm taking in. It's whatever your body doesn't use, it's going to get rid of too, right? It's not like it's going to hold on to it or it could turn into fat if you're at a major calorie surplus, but that's another conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, but taking in enough protein is definitely going to be important in order to see those those muscle gains. And what I would encourage people to do, because I've done this recently too, is a lot of people, what I found out, because they've come back and told me, Andrew, you know, this is crazy, this advice that you gave me, just track the food that you're eating for one week. Whatever you put in your mouth, put it down in something like MyFitnessPal. And most of the time, people are surprised to see the real statistic numbers as to what they're eating. Now, I had one gal the other day, She, I had her do it. And she said, Andrew, I can't believe how much, how many calories are in, are in cheese, is in cheese. I can't oh, believe how yeah. many calories, how much fat is in cheese. So I've, I've eliminated some cheese and I'm already feeling the difference. I'm seeing the difference. Yeah. That's a, that's a, dude, that's like probably the, the best advice you could give someone looking for nutrition advice who's just starting is like, Hey, just figure out what in the world you're eating. Yeah. And, and here's the thing, dude, like there's some people very few that I know that, you know, a, a protein fat based diet works, but most people, most of you are going to be doing a carb protein diet. You can't have, you can't have all three being in like large quantities. And if you're someone who has gained a lot of weight and you're still gaining weight and you're like, what the heck is going on? Do what Andrew's telling you and, and track your food. I would, I would bet that you have high fats and high carbs and not enough protein. And so I I heard a really good, like very basic rule of thumb um, for this. So you take, so what you were just saying, one gram of protein per pound of body weight, right? So do, do that for protein, do that for carbs, cut that number in half for your fat. So I weigh 165. I'm, I'm a, I'm a small dude. I would do 165 protein carbs, and then I would do 80 grams of fat. And in my mind, I'm like, Oh, that seems to work. So I started trying that out and it seemed like a pretty good balance. I think I could probably up, up my, my protein or my carbs a little bit more if I'm really, really trying to like, you know, pack on some weight. Cause that's one thing I've always been curious about. I was like, well, what should my fats be? Should it, they be like super duper low? Should they be 50 grams below my carbs? Like what should they be? And when I tried just having it be half of whatever my protein and carbs are, it, it felt pretty, it felt pretty balanced and pretty like um, maintainable and I don't know, just kind of a, a good basic rule of thumb. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's good to talk about. So Kind of, kind of going off of that, stemming off of that, another big one. I know we talked about this previously, but I kind of like the science just focused to to kind of talk about some of these things, or, or one episode to really dig into some of this stuff is is the calorie idea. Um, one of the biggest things that people are trying to do that listen to us, especially that go to to places like Orange Theory Fitness, is they're trying to 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 lose some fat, right? What they what most people would say is lose weight, but really what we know is that they're trying to lose fat. Mm-hmm. Um, and the most important 
concept that you have to understand if you're trying to do that is the simple science. And there's going to be so many other ways that you could try to argue this or, or create different ways to go around it. It's not even about if you're talking about simply losing weight, the numbers on the scale going south. It's all about calories in versus calories out. If you want to talk about nutrition, that's a whole nother story, but you can eat whatever in the world. And if you're eating less than you're burning, you're going to lose weight, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's been proven so many, so many times. Um, I forget the name of the, the story or the, the study, but there's this one doctor, you know, within the last decade or so, he proved it once again by going on what he called the convenience store diet. And he went out there and he ate Twinkies and Doritos and whatever um, for like 90 days. And I'm pretty sure it was like 30 pounds or something like that, close to it. Right. Oh, geez. There have been some professors I've heard of that that have done like similar things. Yeah. That does prove the point though. It's a great testament. But then also, so like, Again, that's a that's a super super good thing to always go back to because I feel like there's so much information out there that people can get their their just judgment clouded. Like, oh, should I have a a white potato or a sw- or a sweet potato? It's like, how about you just like how many calories are you having a day? That's the first thing you should kind of nail down. Yeah. Um, but then obviously, you know, you should all people should never abuse that because you also want to feel good too. But that is like – it's kind of like the foundation for weight loss. And then once you learn how many calories you should be having, then go into you know what foods do you feel like you're performing the best with, right? But, but don't, don't do the complicated stuff first because then you're not going to get the basics. And the number one basic, what Andrew just said, is that caloric deficit for sure. If you want to put on muscle while losing fat, a great way to, to figure that out and to test it out, because um, all these things, of course, everybody, they take trial and error. I mean, when I'm helping somebody with macronutrients or trying to give advice on that or trying to, you know, we're not going to give you specific things that you can eat or not because we're not nutritionists, we're not dietitians, but we can help out with the number side of things. Always try to guess and then make some minor adjustments, Right. So if you're talking about trying to lose fat and put on muscle, the biggest thing is you're probably not eating enough protein if you're training hard enough to elicit that muscle growth. So up the protein intake. If you're trying to lose fat at the same time, lower the body or the the total calorie consumption, okay? Mm -hmm. If you do both of those things and you're training hard enough, on paper, in theory, you're going to make those things happen. It just takes time. And if you're consistent with it, that's the pure, honest to God truth. That's how it happens. Yeah. You know, it, it, the funniest thing is like just being involved in working out as long as we have it, it. Okay. So again, we've been working out for probably like 10 years. I, I think I probably learned maybe a year and a half or two years ago that the hidden secret is that there, there's no hidden secret at all. It is always the things you think you have to do that you just have to do. So I remember looking up like, you know, workouts for big arms. And then after looking up like 30 of them, I'm like, these are all, they all are like almost the same. They all have the same theme of like, just work hard, break down the muscle and then let it rest. That's it. And like what you were just talking about, how do I lose weight? You might spend so many hours looking up like, 
Oh, what should I put in my water? What should I have apple cider vinegar? Should I whatever? It's like, dude, just be in a caloric deficit. Like, you know, do you see the thing that Jordan Syatt posted about um if you guys aren't following Jordan Syatt, I would highly recommend. He is he's probably one of my favorite fitness guys out there. Um, and he's a big caloric deficit guy that he's just like, he's always posting about it. And he said, um, Oh, what was it? It was about the keto diet. He's like, you didn't lose weight because you're in ketosis. You lost weight because you were in a caloric deficit. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. It's true. There's no fancy thing that you're doing. You're just in a caloric deficit. That's all. Yeah, for sure. Um, and another thing that the the industry has been doing lately. And once again, this is for like 99.9% of the people out there. A big, a big quote is, you know, it's not your fault that you're overweight and unhealthy. And it's not true. It's completely true that what, most of the time, almost every single one of us can put the blame on ourselves to what we're doing and really what we're not doing. That kind of leads us to be where we're at. And once we understand that, once we receive that as a, as a truth, then we know that we can fix that too, though. It's when we don't take the blame on ourselves, that's what kind of causes issue because if the blame isn't on yourself, then you have to look to other people and other solutions, drugs or whatever to, to get where you want to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really just the very vast majority of the time, it's just not true unless you have some very rare disease that uh, it's, it's inhibiting your, your ability to, to prosper and to live life. It's up to you and just mm-hmm. apply those simple things and just work hard and be consistent about it. And once again, the roadmap doesn't have to be proper. It doesn't have to be completely correct. But if you have a roadmap, at least you're going somewhere, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that, that goes, uh, what was the episode we had? It was called like blame yourself or something where it's like, yeah, if you're able to, and that, that sounds, I mean, me and Andrew are pretty edgy. So we like to make the titles kind of edgy too. Edgy. But um, the, I believe the, the theme of that one was if you blame yourself for you getting to where you are, then you've also given yourself the power to get yourself out. So if you're like, wow, I got myself overweight and out of shape. So, well, if I did this, I, I would also be the one that would have to get myself out of the situation as well. So that, yeah, that's a super, I mean, if you haven't listened to that one, definitely go ahead, give it a, give a little listen. Um, mm-hmm. it, it might be really, dude, it's, it's tough to look at yourself in the mirror and be like, wow, I did this. It's completely my fault. That's not an easy thing to do, but It'll give you a lot of confidence and being like, okay, well, it's up to me. I I can do it. I got this. Yeah, that was like that was the article I wrote the other day, or I think that was the first article I actually threw up there. It was the um the blame everybody else article on uh, yeah. the P10 yeah, Nation yeah. page. Yeah, it was, uh, and it had I think we referenced this too the other day. It had Morgan Spurlock on there with his McDonald's French fries. In his oh mouth. yeah, yeah, that was, that was the first one that we put up there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, also, you know that little plug for ourselves. We got some uh, some fun little articles up there. I like I like those because it, it gives us more. I don't know time to refine what we're trying to say. Yeah. Like you know, we're just like spitballing here, but um, yeah, definitely go check those out if you guys haven't done so already, or if there's something you want us to write about, hit us up. Um, do you have any any other myths that are on the top of your brain? Not so much. Um myths but i did write an article recently called the fitness industry is broken and i was all fired up about that <laughs> camp you want to talk about camp, camp was surprised that i only listed three things but i was like oh, i don't want to list like a whole 
Well, I was I was surprised that I wasn't so much surprised. Okay, so I wasn't surprised that you only listed three things because the the things you listed were like pretty prominent. But in my mind, I'm like, Andrew has way more to say about those than what you just wrote. Because like you and I have talked about that yeah. stuff, like, and that would even almost okay. That kind of like reminds me of like another. I don't know if it's like a myth or whatever, but. Um, if there's something that you're looking at and you're like, oh, that would make me getting to my goal a lot easier and it would do the work for me, just know it's probably a ripoff. Uh, it, it might be something that helps you, but odds are if it, if it makes you feel like, oh, I don't have to work as hard, just know that's probably exactly how they're trying to market it and it's just not going to help you. Because <laughs> one of the things – you mentioned something about how like a lot of people out there, they just want to – you know, they're just money grabbers and they're kind of scammers and all that stuff. So I don't know if, if you're wrapping like saran wrap around your stomach thinking it'll make you sweat more in your stomach. Therefore you will lose belly fat. I, 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 <laughs> it's just not going to happen. <laughs> it's just not going to happen. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, but you just bite the bullet. You wasted your money and Again, go back to the basics, be in a caloric deficit, and just work hard. That's all you so have to the, do. So the concept behind that, the reason why some of those can can work is that you're going to burn a little, like, a little more calories than not wearing those things, right? Because you're going to raise your internal temp, and internal temp being higher makes you have to cool, cool down, and you're going to sweat a little bit, and you're going to burn more calories because of that. So that's going to help you – do that, but it's really just, it's one of those things. It's like a fat burner. It's not going to be the main component, the main focus here. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, but it, it's going to be like a little enhancer. I yeah. Yeah. No, in the, in the oh. article, the fitness industry is broken. So there's three things that I, I referenced here. I said, integrity is scarce. And, and that's one thing that Cam and I have talked about previously quite a bit. Everyone is trying to sell. No one is trying to help or fix problems. Um, and no one knows anything or, or everybody is, everybody else is lying. <laughs> and those things, those things are really true, especially this kind of ring across the whole industry. And if you guys have been around here for a little while, if you've seen a number of different trainers or companies, it's really, it's kind of a shady industry to, um, to find a really good supplement company. And now there's quite a few who are doing better these days, but there's only a few supplement companies that I really love and support that are are like fitness-based supplement companies. And I, I think a few of those would be, I love First Form. I love um, Redcon 1, of course. Cam and I have kind of plugged and talked about their products quite a bit. And there's a few other ones that I, I like some of their products. But for everything across the board, those two are, are two that come to mind um, because supplement companies in itself of the industry – those just get really shady. It's all about selling. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So that, in my opinion, the supplement aspect of fitness is, I would say the, the most messed up part to me because so many people, this is the, the way they kind of like market it is like, they don't market it as supplements. They market it as like something you have to have yeah. in order to be fit. And that, that's not true at all. 
But then again, they wouldn't make a whole lot of money if they're like, hey, you don't really need this, but it's but it's nice to have. Like, there's not a supplement out there that you couldn't get from food. And I forget the phrase, but it's like always – oh, what is it? It's like always eat food when you can, supplement when you have mm. to. So a lot of people equate like, oh, okay, I got this big jug of whey protein. There's 30 servings. That means it's going to last me 30 days. It's like, no, dude, that should last you like six months because most days you should be hitting your protein goal. With well, it food. depends. Oh, that's that's a that's a pretty big argument there, because if you're trying to put on muscle, like yeah, it doesn't hurt to add on more calories and add in more protein on the daily. So it really depends on what you're trying to do here. I would I would argue. Well, even if you're trying to gain weight, though, I mean, the, I mean, so depending on how much weight you're trying to gain and how much you already weigh. The I, I would still stand by the fact that the best way to do that is through whole foods that that you're cooking. And yeah, if it's like one of those things where, you know, you're having a day where you're like, okay, I, I didn't meal prep. I, I really don't have time to cook. Then yeah, make, make a shake with a bunch of stuff in it and get calories in. But I think the vast majority of people out there, they're just depending on them or they think like, you know, this is a part of working out. I have to have a protein shake right after I work out. Otherwise, it like doesn't count. And I don't know. I just think it's a, it's not a, it's not a scam, but it's taking some science and kind of blowing it up. Um, so like this one guy, Jim Stepani, I actually really like him, but he may he has like a a bit of a YouTube following. And he was talking about studies that say like you need to have protein every two hours, otherwise your body will start like eating away at your muscle or so, like like something like that. And then what do you know? Right at the end of the video, he did a plug for like, hey, by the way, I sell protein now. So like things like that, where it's like, dude, you you really probably don't need twenty to twenty five grams of protein every two hours to gain muscle. In my mind, I'm like, you're just trying to sell more protein. Because then all of a sudden you're having a protein shake every two hours. And then you need to buy more protein every like week and a half or two weeks. Yeah. I mean, that's just another one of those where it's – one of, the, one of the, the quotes I have <laughs> from my own article is integrity is scarce. But integrity in itself, it's kind of like – it's like a weird way of looking at things – a weird way to evaluate what is integrity. It's it's treating everything the same. Um, honesty is another way you could look at integrity, and, and that's once again there. If you're if you're trying to promote a product, like when I'm trying to sell Orange Theory Fitness, if I'm trying to explain the benefits to somebody new, I'm not going to. I refuse to to try to sell a product that I don't think that they need. So if somebody's saying that they're working out four times a week already, I'm not going to tell them that they should, and they enjoy what they're doing and they're seeing progress. I'm not going to tell them that they should work out at Orange Theory for three times a week, four times a week. It's just, it's not, I'm not showing integrity in that sense if I do that. If I see that Orange Theory could provide yeah. added benefits to what they're doing, then I'm going to I'm gonna offer them what I believe would be beneficial, you know, maybe a one time a week, maybe two times a week for supplemental focus. It's the same thing for, for you know, protein. If you come out and say that first and then you talk about the study, I think that's a better way to go about it. 
Um, but if you're truly just trying to make sales, then you got to be honest about that. And you got to talk about it instead of trying to, I mean, people can call that pretty easily these days too, where it's becoming easier. It's becoming more frequent where people kind of see that in the industry and they, they steer away from it. And that's why I'm afraid that one day, especially since the personal training field and the fitness industry is expanding so fast that we're going to become the the used car salesman of the world. You know, it's going to become so, so sales focused and, and fake because inauthenticity is so common. Um, it scares me about, you know, the industry that really makes, makes us money and puts food on the plate. Yeah. And like with, with like social media and stuff, it's like, there's, there's almost zero barrier to entry. So that's good and bad because there's going to be a lot of people that have really good information. And then there's also going to be people that are just trying to, you know, just make money off of people. So that's why I think you've really got to find someone who, you know, might be already involved in the field and be like, Hey, who do you listen to? Like you and I have probably found a handful of people um, on social media or YouTube, whatever that, we know are pretty good. They're not BSers. They're not going to try to, you know, just tell you something so they can sell you something. Yeah. Um, Cause you know, if you're just starting off in fitness, dude, you're, you're going to believe all of the, the myths that you and I now know as kind of like ridiculous mm-hmm. or, you know, whatever. So that's where it just really helps to, you know, reach out to someone that you're like, dude, how do I do this? Cause if they're your friend, they're not going to, well, at least hopefully they're not going to, screw you over and, just and try to make create some type you. of cheap like game plan book where you just say hey do you want to make progress here's what you have to do and just take all the things that we talk about in the podcast and just make it into like a notebook and just say hey follow this and you're going to see how you, you know how you <laughs> got, where how you get to where you want to be yeah yeah what so i want to talk about one one more thing and we'll see how long it it lasts but uh I kind of want to get your feel on this and, and let's, let's keep it in the, uh, for like the general population. So I feel like there's this myth that if you, the best and not the only way to lose weight and keep it off is cardio. And I feel like my opinion has kind of shifted around a little bit but I kind of want to know what your thought is. And and cardio, again, specifically related to um, weight loss. To fat what loss, are your, rather? What are your thoughts on? So oh, being yeah, lean, sorry, fat loss, that's yeah. the main focus. Okay. So yeah, Orange Theory Fitness is another good reference to talk about for this one too, because that's what a lot of people know. And that's really what a lot of people, the only thing that they know. And the only thing that Orange Theory has taught them. So Orange Theory, what they do is they preach high interv- high inter- high intensity, I'm sorry, interval training. And what we're doing there is we're trying to bring people up on their heart rate, bring them back down. You're burning more calories in that sense. Um, and it's an effective way to burn a fair amount of calories in a 60-minute period for sure. And you don't have to go, you don't have to have a lot in the tank past 60 minutes. And it's kind of hard to do interval training for longer than that for most people. So the general populace, that's a, a good time span for it. And it could be pretty challenging for a lot of people getting into fitness too. Um, but cardio is not necessarily the only way or the very best way even to 
lose fat, in my opinion. What I try to do with people when they work with me on training, and I got to talk to you about that too, because I've got a few opportunities for um, training once again here for the career thing. So don't let me forget about that. It's all exciting. But what we're going to try to do is I'm going to try to promote muscle growth. So muscle adaptation. Once again, I'm going to, I'm going to promote a calorie deficit. I'm going to promote working hard and training hard in order to force that protein to be put to use and to promote muscle growth. Now, a lot of women are afraid still to this very day because of misconceptions and uh, portrayed by, I don't even know who, just by culture, I would say that they're going to get big and bulky. And we all, we hear that all the time, especially as professionals. And you know, if I, if I lift heavy, I'm not going to look the way I want to look. And really it's a load of crap to the very sense of what that sentence means. It's a load of crap <laughs> because the female body is not built like a man's body, unless you're somebody who's way off the charts and it's just, you have a different physiology and it's, you're, you're much more, if you're a woman who's much more inclined to, to be built like a man, it does not work that way. And everything is different about it. And we know that from science, from science class, when we were growing up as, as kids. So the, bo- the female body is going to adapt to, I know I'm kind of getting off the topic here. It's going to adapt differently to weight training than what men would adapt with weight training. So promoting weight training, it's going to be a slender, more physique build that's coming out of weight training and, and proper weight training. And it's also going to, going to promote calorie burn just by having more functional muscle on your body, right? So the more muscle you have on your body, the more calories your body needs to burn every day or your metabolic rate, your metabolic process improves because it needs to consume more calories, more energy each day to live with the the amount of material that your body is holding on to. It's the same thing when you're when you're fat. When you add on fat, your body needs to consume more energy to not use the fat in its system, right? So if I weigh 500 pounds, my body needs more calories to consume every day in order to maintenance my 500 pounds than if I'm 150 pounds. My body does not need nearly as much energy to maintenance 150 pounds versus 500 for the same stature, right? Mm-hmm. If you took two versions of Andrew, and yeah. now those versions would look very different. They'd move very different and all that good stuff. And the, the ability of access would be very different. But cardio is just a way to burn calories by moving the body. And I want that to kind of be, that's how I would explain it um, in a very simple way. It's a very well-known way. It's a very culturally accepted way. But is it the very best way? I would argue no. And a lot of the stuff, a lot of studies that I've read and researched um, state that specifically, if you're trying to put on good, strong, functional muscle, things like jogging, something in the middle of a steady state walk or uncomfortable pace versus sprinting can actually be very negative to what you're trying to do. Because jogging for long distances, if we look at, once again, we've talked about what marathon runners look like, you're going to have to ditch the extra weight that's on your body. So yes, you're going to lose fat that way, but your body doesn't need to hold on to heavy muscle in order to be a very good long distance runner. It's going to get rid of some of that too. Um, if you don't train to, to hold on to that, yeah. like if you're not 
training for those muscles to be used. So I would argue maybe sparingly cardio, supplemental cardio, interval training cardio, some of the stuff they do to Orange Theory Fitness, if you run for 20 minutes on the treadmill, yes, is that maybe not ideal to put on tons of muscle? Sure. But it's not going to be detrimental towards your goal, right? It's going to help out with some total cardio capacity. Uh, the interval training portion is good for heart health, period. But it's not going to kind of majorly create a derivative from putting on muscle and creating that that good slender form. But it's not the very it's not a necessity, I should say, is doing cardio in that sense. Cardio can be anything that raises the heart rate, right, Cam? Would you agree? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I, yeah. That's why I said cardio, not just running. I mean, running seems like the sure. most familiar form uh, of cardio. But, but yeah, just, yeah, you're right. It could literally be going up a, a Stairmaster. It could be going for a, you know, whatever. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like, that's the common – and it's not necessarily a myth because you do burn a, a good amount of calories running. And so if we're talking – going back to that deficit, you know that might help you get to that deficit. But I don't think – I think it has too much of the limelight. And I think weightlifting and resi- just resistance training in general gets, gets coupled into the category of like – Oh, you're a bro, or you're a meathead, or you're or just misunderstanding, I'd say, especially for a majority of the female population. Yeah, exactly. Like they they equate lifting weights with being bulky and having no neck because your traps (laughs) are so big. But I I I feel like over the past over the past like year or maybe two years, I've I've started like listening to some more people that are like, hey, you don't. You don't need to do cardio. And this one, this one guy, his name is Stan Efferding. You guys should definitely look him up. Um, some of this, he has some really good diet stuff. But what he does, he doesn't do any cardio. He does three 10-minute walks. And he'll do them typically after he eats because it helps out with like digestion and, and stuff like that. Um, and that's all he'll have his clients do. Like he has some clients that went to the Olympia um, for bodybuilding and he's got some clients that are some of the top strong men in the world and he just has them do those little 10 minute walks and that's it though so i'm i'm also thinking you know if you if you want to really lose fat and keep it off the best way to do that is to have muscle that's working for you so i did a little bit of googling and um, so I, I forgot the exact number, but every four pounds of muscle you have burns a calorie an hour. Now that, again, that doesn't sound like a lot, but that's if you are sitting and not moving at all. All right. So if you're kind of being a little bit more active throughout your day, obviously that's going to start stacking on top of itself. Um, but also it's like, when, when will you ever need to just run a few miles in your everyday life. You won't, you won't, you might need to run for a little bit playing with your kids, but how often do you need to pick something up and move it all the time? So I feel like weight training should almost be given a little bit more of the limelight and put in the forefront. Um, when it comes to things, um, like weight loss and why, you know, why not, why not work out and get that de- or lift weights and get that deficit 
at the same time. You you might as well because then you you can still gain strength. I mean, it's gonna be harder if you're probably in a deficit, but that's one thing I'm still kind of trying to figure out or whatever. But you might as well be sending a muscle building signal while you're at the gym instead of just telling your body, "Hey, let's burn off anything that's weighing Amen. us down." That's why. Now, obviously, if you if you need to get like your cardiovascular capacity up, like if you're going up a flight of stairs and you're running out of breath, well, even still, why don't, why don't you just lift weights, but lift, lift them faster? Lift like them do faster. like a circuit or something. You do some stair climbing too for applicable cardio, endurance, and all that. Yeah, the only the only time I would ever say to someone, like, hey, you should really run, is if it is extremely like therapeutic for them and just is like it just brings them a lot of joy then like yeah go for go for a run enjoy it if it's a huge part of your life but when you have a goal that you know requires you to build muscle and gain strength then you're gonna have to put that aside so anyways brand new stuff going on. I've uh, applied to a few different personal train studios in the past week to see if we can kind of fix the deficit going on and also get a little more applicable personal training back into it. Cam has inspired me, even though Cam <laughs> currently does not work as a personal trainer yeah. over at a studio. Um, I've also, I've never worked at a small personal train studio as an independent contractor. So that's one part of the industry that I've wanted to get into. Um, specifically. So we'll see what happens if we can get that part-time position going just to make a little more money and continue to to hone the skills as Cam and I have talked about previously. And I'd, I'd encourage all my fitness friends in this call to do the same. <laughs> Join him. <laughs> Cam, what, do, what are you doing this next week? What are you going to figure out? Um, honestly, it's just going to be Find, honestly, just finding a job. And it, it's really going to be for the finances. And that, that's really my main thing right now. Uh, one of Abby's roommates, who her name is also Abby, um, her boyfriend went through a temp agency, which honestly, I've never, like, I, I know what they are, but I've never, like, really looked into it. But I was like, that's a good idea. Like, finding a job that is meant to be temporary while I maybe look for something else or whatever. Um, but I really liked Abby, my Abby this time, um, her idea of, you know, get a job that doesn't need to be your dream job. You don't have to enjoy it, but it's just what you have to do. And then in your free time, just use it. Like, again, I'm, I'm a goldfish. Okay. So if you guys haven't listened to every episode in one of the episodes, I make this same analogy goldfish grow to the size or grow to a size relative to the size of their tank. Okay. So that that's exactly how I work, but with things I have to do. So when I was working as a coach at orange theory and at Roadrunner, man, my free time, I was so efficient. I like the busier I am. I adapt real quick when I have all this free time. I just like, I don't know what to like do with myself. Like, I don't know. I just, until, until the day comes when you and I really own like our own company and all that stuff, then I feel like I'll, I'll 
really have something to do, um, like always. But you know, the busier I am, I adapt to that naturally. So um, even just finding something that takes up some of my time and pays me, I know that my mindset would kind of switch to be like, okay, I have less free time. There's no time to, you know, just mess around and, and, mm-hmm. and do whatever. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of priority number one. So I guess you and I are kind of doing the same thing, just looking for a, another yeah. job. But yeah, probably probably pump out another article as well. I really enjoy writing those. That's a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm going to do that next week. We're going to put some more out. All right, everybody. Well, thanks for being part of the podcast. We appreciate you. Um, do us a favor. Once again, same as always, the toll, the number one thing that we ask you to do, also before I forget, I'm going to put up those focus hats, the small batch that we have up on the website ASAP this week. ASAP as possible. But ASAP. I know, that's the joke. <laughs> but um, do us a favor, do the toll. You got to give a share of, of the, the podcast that gave you value if there is one. If there isn't, if we haven't done a good job, then don't support us and don't share with us. But if we have, do us that solid, everybody. Well, start, start your own, own podcast. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, crew. We're out. Have a good week. Thanks for being here. Like a